Well, welcome to the old downtown Harbor Church, everybody, where the coffee is especially bad this morning. I don't know if you've had it downstairs, but for whatever reason today, I don't know what happened, but it's just especially bad today. Um, I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. Thanks for being here as we kick off this three-week kind of talk, series, conversation, whatever you want to call it, called Thanks but no thanks. And one of the things that we decided to do as we were leading up into the holiday season this time was talk about something really difficult. It was to talk about something that was so difficult and a lot of us are going to struggle in the next three weeks. A lot of us are going to wrestle with this idea in the next three weeks. A lot of us are going to kind of understand things for maybe the first time in a different way in the next three weeks. Because as we talk about this idea but thank, of thanks but no thanks, as we lead up especially to Thanksgiving this week, we're talking about a very controversial topic, and the topic is this, forgiveness. Forgiveness, and it's such an important topic because so many of us deal with this. So many of us struggle with this in a certain way. So many of us deal with this issue related to a, a bunch of different entities in our life. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about forgiveness. And the first week, which is today, we're going to talk about forgiveness related to your family. We're going to talk about forgiveness related to your family because odds are that some of you might even be able to see some of your family for the first time in an entire year this Thursday for Thanksgiving. And then next week, we're going to talk about, in my opinion, the most controversial of all, forgiveness related to yourself. How do you actually forgive yourself for some of the things that you might have done in your own life? And then lastly, on week number three, we're going to talk about forgiveness related to God and what that looks like and how some of us might even be holding resentment toward or be mad at God. And how do we actually, you know, reconcile forgiveness? How do we actually come to the terms where we get past something in our life, especially because Jesus commands us to do it? But I said today we're going to talk about family, so let's kind of hit the pause button for a second. Today, let's just stop and let's think about your family. Because I believe that if you actually use that word family and put it into your mind and heart, that each one of us thinks of something. You think of a number of people. You think of actually names and faces that come to your mind. You think about family. So when you say that word, there's probably faces or names that come to your mind and heart. In fact, I started to think about my family this week. And so this is a picture of my family, right? There's me at my wedding, right? I was auditioning to be in a boy band. That's true, okay? And here is my family, right? This is my mom's side of the family right, right here. My mom and dad, they actually split up after about 25 years of marriage. But this is my mom's side of the family at my wedding. And I started to look at this picture and I started to say, wow, this is a lot of people to have to get along with. This is a lot of people to have to actually go through life with and deal with issues with. This is a lot of people. Sure enough, there's my Uncle Steve and Uncle Dale, right? They're both chain smokers, okay? Maybe you got a couple of those in your family. There's my Aunt Mary. She called me a couple weeks ago and asked me, she goes, am I the aunt that you say drinks too much during your messages? And I said, yes, you are, right? I was just kidding. But then here's something even more interesting. How many people in the room are married or have been married or are going to be married at some point? Yeah, some of us are, right? When you get married, here's something I didn't expect. You actually inherit another family, right? And here's Caitlin's family. And one of the things that I did not understand about family was that you get another one, and here's a whole nother set of people that you got to get along with. And I'm just like, wow, where did these people come from? I got to get along with all these people? Yeah. 
And I'm going, man, that's a lot of people to get along with, especially because Caitlin will continually come up to me and go, don't you remember my Uncle Bill? No, I don't know Uncle Bill. Right? And she'll say, you, you've met Uncle Bill. You've met Uncle Steve. No, I don't know them. Right? We were at a funeral a couple of months ago, or about a month ago, and she goes, you know this person. No, I don't. Right? But we have to f- figure out a way to get along with all of these people. And you're laughing because you know that in your life, you've probably experienced a little bit of the same. But the good thing is, is that the scripture lends to this, and it talks about how family should interact, because I truly believe at the end of the day, that this book in the scripture, the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, I truly believe that the guy who wrote it addresses this issue because he knew that family issues would rise to the service and things hurt and we feel in just a little bit of a different way when things happen related to our family. So if you have a scripture, you can open it to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says this about how family should interact. Children, Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. It says this, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. But what I love so much about this is it doesn't just stop there, so kids should just be submissive. It doesn't stop there. He goes on to talk to fathers, and it says, fathers... Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Don't, don't get in their face. Don't, don't make them mad. Don't rile them up, right? It talks about kids, honor your mother and father. And fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. It's a double-edged sword, right? There's two sides to the coin. That families should respect each other. That families should be there for each other. That these people who are the closest relationships that we should have should be by each other's side through the thick and the thin. But as we talk about forgiveness, allow me to just make a point. Because I think that everybody in this room can relate to what I'm about to put on the screen. Because we're human beings. And we're practical human beings. Here's one of the things that I believe, that you will be wronged. And there's very few things that I stand up here and guarantee, but I'm going to guarantee this. You will be wronged, and you will be wronged by someone in your family. Someone will do something wrong to you at some point, whether that is your mother or your father or your aunt or your sister or your cousin. Hear me on this. You will be wronged. That is is a guarantee. And when we're wronged, it hurts. When someone does something that is inappropriate to us, it hurts. And that's where, especially on a week like this, the tension comes in. So when someone wrongs us, when someone in our family, because it hurts in a different way related to family, when someone wrongs us, what should we do? And Jesus told us, what to do. He said that you should practice forgiveness. And so I started to look up the definition for forgiveness. I started to look up, hey, what does this F word actually mean? What does this actually mean? Because it's so difficult and it's so real and it's so true. How do we actually put this into practice in our life? The definition of forgiveness is this. It's so key, right? Don't miss this. To stop feeling anger toward, right? To stop feeling anger towards somebody, to stop blaming, to stop feeling anger toward or to stop blaming, don't miss this, 
someone who has wronged you. Knowing that one of the guarantees that I'll make from this stage is that you're going to be wronged is that somewhere, somewhere along the way, someone is going to do something inappropriate to you that's going to hurt you. Somewhere along the way, someone might even do something to you that, dare we say, is unforgivable. And forgiveness is to stop blaming and to stop holding resentment toward. And you know what? A lot of us, if we were being truthful, a lot of us are hesitant to forgive. A lot of us don't want to extend forgiveness. We'd rather sit with our own anger. We'd rather sit and stew. Why? because it's the easy thing to do. It's a lot easier to sit and be mad than to actually express forgiveness. But Jesus called us to forgive, not because it was the easy thing to do. He always calls us to a more difficult but real way of life. But I understand why we're hesitant to forgive. We're hesitant to forgive because we are afraid of hurt. We're afraid of letting someone walk all over our hearts again. We're afraid of allowing someone to walk all over our life again. We're hesitant to forgive because it's hard. It hurts. And it's a really difficult thing to do, specifically when it is related to your family. But here's what I want you to know. I, I think that you can all relate to this and understand this too. Did you know that forgiveness is not about them? Did you know, because a lot of times we think I need to forgive somebody or forgive what they did for them. Forgiveness is not about them. Forgiveness is about you. Forgiveness doesn't ever, ever, ever excuse their behavior. When you forgive, it doesn't ever say to someone, you are right in what you did. Never does it ever do that. And there are times in your life that you're going to need to bring issues to the surface and deal with stuff because forgiveness doesn't ever excuse their behavior. But what forgiveness does is when someone has wronged you, this is so key, forgiveness prevents their actions from destroying your heart because forgiveness is about you, not them. You're going to be wronged. Someone is going to do wrong by you, guaranteed. Forgiveness, as Jesus calls us to, specifically related to family, as Paul wrote about in Ephesians, as we just read, right? He laid out how we should treat each other in our family. Forgiveness prevents their actions from destroying your heart. And here's the key. We need to understand this about life because life is just one of these journeys that we all go through. Day after day, we all walk on this path together. Here's one of the things that we need to understand. Sometimes you will be wrong and you need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe that's today. Maybe in your mind and in your heart, you've wronged someone else and you need to ask for forgiveness of someone. Maybe during this week as you prep for and get ready for a holiday where you might see people that you only see once a year or maybe every other year, every third year, sometimes somewhere along the way, we might just need to own that we might be wrong related to our family. And we need to ask for forgiveness. And then sometimes they will be wrong. In your life, sometimes one of your family members is going to be wrong. And then there's sometimes that the, the trifecta happens, right? Sometimes you'll be wrong, sometimes they'll be wrong, and sometimes you both will be wrong. And so as you experience forgiveness, and as you look at maybe, and, and, and guys, maybe today you're hurting. Maybe today you're coming into this room and you're broken because of what someone has done 
to you and you need to forgive and you just need to open up your heart and open up your mind and go, you know what? I know that what they did, specifically someone who's in my family is wrong, but I'm going to open up my heart to forgive them for the first time. And I truly believe this. I believe there's two types of forgiveness. I believe that forgiveness kind of happens in a couple of different ways because a lot of people would leave a message like this and they would go, Adam, are you just telling me to be a doormat? Adam, are you just telling me to lie down so that someone can walk all over me? No, that's not what I'm telling you. But I believe there are two types of forgiveness. Number one, the first type is reconciliation, where you actually make things right with someone and you continue to have a relationship and you continue to walk through life together. I believe that one of the first types of forgiveness is reconciliation. And then I also believe that this one's okay as well. So hear me out on this, which is why this is so key. You might not be able to reconcile, and you may actually ex experience forgiveness through separation. Meaning you may move on in your own heart, but you may not have a relationship going forward. That you may not, you know, interact with someone in the same way that you used to, but that doesn't mean that you still haven't forgiven them. Reconciliation and then separation. And I don't know what it's going to be like for you, but I will tell you this. Nobody in this room or who, anybody who can hear my voice should ever be a doormat to someone else. You should never be a doormat to someone else's behavior. Do not live that way. It is ugly. It's not fun. Reconciliation and separation. So here's three things to remember about forgiveness. Here's just a couple of things that I want you to know and understand. And don't miss this. If you're a note taker or a picture taker, now's the time because these are going to be our takeaways. These are so, so key, right? Number one, forgiveness is a process. Don't think that it's going to happen overnight. Don't think that it's going to happen in an instant. Forgiveness is a process. When you reconcile with someone who's done something extremely wrong to you, you need to understand that that takes time. That forgiveness is a process, but it's going to eat you alive until you do it. And the second thing is this. Forgiveness is a process, and then the second thing is this. Forgiveness is hard. Man, it's not easy. If you've ever forgiven someone for something, you know how difficult this is, specifically related to your family. Forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is hard. And then the last one is this. Forgiveness is about you. Forgiveness is about you. It's not about them. In fact, they may never even know you forgave them, and that's okay. But forgiveness is about you. You've heard me say this from this stage before. And in fact, the last time I said it, I said, this is not going to be the last time you hear this. So you're going to hear it again, so just get ready. My favorite movie of all time is A League of Their Own, starring Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Madonna. In fact, the lead character in the movie, other than Jimmy Dugan, is Dottie Henson. We named our dog after this character. That's how much we love this movie. And Gina Davis's character, right as they are getting into the playoffs, is sneaking out because her husband came back from World War II, and she doesn't want to play ball anymore. And Tom Hanks approaches her, and he says something that I'll never forget. It sticks with me so clearly in my mind every time that I hear it or think about it. Because Tom Hanks' character, Jimmy Dugan in the movie, was an alcoholic. 
And he gave away at the end of his career about five years to alcoholism so that he could drink. And he says to her, he says, Dottie, at the end of my career, I gave five years away to drink. Five years. And at the end of the day, there isn't anything that I wouldn't give to get back any one day of it. And the same is true with forgiveness. Because when we hold on to resentment, when we hold on to these things that have wronged us, right, we waste something. When you don't forgive, you're wasting something. You're wasting the only thing that you cannot get back in life. You're wasting the one thing that is just consistently running out. And you want to know what it is? Time. It's the only thing you're wasting. When you sit there and you hold on to these things that Jesus calls us to let go of, specifically related to our family. And gang, as I just put on the screen, I'm not saying this is easy. This is very hard. This is very difficult. But I truly believe at the end of the day that when we look at what time is doing in our life, time is running out. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Do you hear it? It's just consistently running out. And when you don't forgive, you're wasting time that could have a lasting impact. You're wasting moments and memories that we could never, ever get back. You're wasting these things away. And we need to understand this, and we need to understand how important this is. In the book of Ephesians, it goes on to talk about how we should deal with each other and how we specifically as those who would call ourselves follow, followers of Jesus should deal with each other. It says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. And then it goes on to talk to us about how we should deal with one another. It says this, it says, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I looked up another translation of this verse because I love that the scripture is translated into multiple translations. And this is the one that I really just loved. It says this, make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Gang, you can hear my voice. Forgive. Move on. Life is too short. As Jesus calls us at the end of the day to practice forgiveness with those who have wronged us. So hey, we put this word on the screen every single, every single week here at Downtown Harbor Church. What is the practical. What's the practical? How do we actually walk through the practicality of this forgiveness? Well, I just believe this. And it may be in this moment, and it may be as you leave from here, you put one in your phone, but I just believe this at the end of the day, that we need to do something. I believe that we need to look at our life, take inventory related to our family, and then this, write down a name. Who do you need to forgive? Remember, it's not about them, but who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to call and make something right with? So after you write down a name, that's the first practical. The second practical is this. Work through the process of 
forgiveness. Work through the process of forgiveness. And then, just maybe, maybe at the end of the day, what you need to do is just let them know about it. Just let them know that you've forgiven them. Just let them know what's going on in your own heart. And you may even, your text or your call or your letter may go, we're never going to be able to reconcile completely so that we can interact with each other. But I just want you to, I just want you to know I've forgiven you. I just want you to know that I've made things right in my life. And I've actually experienced forgiveness related to you. Don't miss this. They may not even be sorry. They may not even think that what they did was wrong. That doesn't matter. You're still a person with thoughts and emotions and feelings, and you feel and you experience. Here's the one thing I'll say. I don't ever want to sit, because I get to have coffee, happy hours, dinners with a lot of you people in this room. I don't ever want to sit across from one of you after you've been to a funeral and look you in the face and go, man, I should have made it right a long time ago related to my family. I don't ever want to sit across from any of you and have that conversation. And see, gang, this is emotional. This is deep. This is real because things hurt. Some of us have been wronged in a big, bad way. But us holding on to things doesn't help anybody, including us, mainly us. I just believe this at the end of the day. If you haven't forgiven someone in your family, you need to forgive them. Move on. Make things right. Dare I say I rarely ever get emotional from this stage. In fact, in two two some odd years, I've never gotten emotional from this stage. But I feel it just welling up inside of me right now because I feel the weight of what goes on when we don't make things right with those who we should care about the most. I don't even really know what else to say. But I don't ever want to sit at a funeral and say, I should have made things right long ago. Mom, dad, brother, sister. I don't ever want to be there. And I believe that Jesus calls us to this way of life, this actuality, this truth, because he knows how important this is and how each and every one of us is affected by this day in and day out. If you haven't forgiven someone in your family, you need to forgive them. Not because some random guy who did 143 squats yesterday at the gym and is sitting on this stool more than normal at the museum says so. Because Jesus calls us to do it day in and day out. People are going to ask me after the, after the message, why were you sitting so much? Because my legs hurt, right? you haven't forgiven somebody in your family, you need to forgive them. Make it right. Take the first step. It's about you. It's not about them. Get it done. Let me pray. Father, thank you for who you are and what you do. And and God, I'm just so um, in awe of your presence. I'm in awe of who you are and how you call us to live. Go before us. Bless us. Help us, God, as we reconcile this to make things right. Help us, Jesus, to seek you because this is what you call us to do. And God, those names that are in our heart and mind, allow us to forgive them. 
Allow us to let them know about it. Allow us to move on, especially as we move into this season. And Jesus, we will be so quick to give you all the glory. I pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.